Okay, we are in Sefer Ezra, Perik Vav, Pasuk Aleph, Be'ezayin Joryevish Malka, Sum Te'em. And so it behooves us to go back and set the stage because we are right in the middle of a very complicated transaction, as it were. We saw in Perik Dalid that Koresh, who had initially given the Jews the permission and the encouragement and the resources to go back to Yerushalayim and build the Beis Hamikdash, had rescinded the order, had yielded to a, a cease and desist order encouraged by the Shomronim, the Samaritans, who were bitter enemies of Israel, and they based their arguments to uh, cut the permission by saying that they aren't really building a temple there. They're building ramparts, fortifications, tunnels. Ultimately, their purpose is to rebel against you, Koresh, they're even going to take land of yours that's west of the Euphrates, destroy your tax base, destroy your empire. Inexplicably, Koresh issues a cease and desist order. You would think, being head of an empire of 120 provinces, he would dispatch somebody, a provincial governor, to see what was going on in Yerushalayim. Is this true? But he doesn't. And so the project is stopped for 18 years. In that 18 years, there is a literal 360 degree transformation of the Jewish experience. You have in those 18 years, the miracle of Purim. And now what happens, Ahasuerus is dead. Queen Esther is, for all intents and purposes, the queen mother. It is said that Daryavesh, the new king, is her son. Mordechai is, in all senses of the word, the head of the political process of the Persian Empire. And the Jews have had their opportunity to destroy their enemies in Shushan and throughout the empire. So it's been a complete transformation. Now we see the Navis, Haggai and Zechariah, tell them it's the end of the 18 years. By all accounts, the 70 years you are counting from Yirmiyahu's prediction is now here. Um, it's not, as we've said, from the first ascension of Nebuchadnezzar. Belshazzar thought it was 70 years from then, and you saw what happened to him. It's not the year after when Yehoiachin is led into exile. That's where Ahasuerus stumbles. Here, there is no doubt, it is 70 years after the Churman, says the Navi, don't wait for permission, don't wait till Koresh's order is rescinded, go back and build the temple. The Kodesh Baruch Hu has ended this period of Hester Ponim and is with you and the construction of the Beis HaMikdash completely. So they commence. And we saw yesterday that now the provisional governor 
suddenly appears the provisional governor of the Euphrates, Tatoi, and his head of the government there, Boznoi. They see the temple is being built. They go to inspect it, and sure enough, the Jews are working at full speed at the temple. Interestingly, we saw that Rashi says these two individuals and others are Tzorei Yehuda, our enemies. Malbin says we're not so sure. It seems, as we're going to see, or as we saw, that while the two are going back by mail for instructions from uh, Dayovesh what to do, they do nothing. The building continues unabated, that they were not like evilly intent. So they send a letter, we saw to Daryavesh, with the Jews accompanying their answer in the letter to um, Bosnoi um, and Atiche's questions. And what they do is give us a history lesson as to how this happened. We had the temple, it was destroyed. Now we got permission from Daryavesh, uh, I am sorry, from Koresh, to rebuild that temple. Now it was rescinded 18 years ago. Somewhere in your archives is a letter, a proclamation from Koresh saying, go build, I am supporting it, I am financing it, build. And so they send that letter back to Daryavesh. In other words, search your archives. You are going to see there's a letter. So we begin at that point. Perik Vov, Pasuk Aleph. Adayin Daryovesh Malkashom Te'im. So Daryovesh issues a proclamation, an order. Search. Uvaku Sifria. Look everywhere in the libraries, Dignisa. In the archives, that these treasures that are stored in Bavel. That's the logical place to look for it. They found um, a pouch. Uh, Bachmasa is a pouch in uh, a palace of Medea. That's very strange because it was most obviously in the archives in Bavel. Now it's in Medea. Literally, you've taken it from um, Iran to Iraq, Iraq to Iran, and it's hidden in some obscure place. Um, with the following note, uh, so the, the question you ask is, how did it get from there to there? The Malbin has a very interesting shuva. Uh, let me just read parts of it to you. It was in Bavel. They transferred to Shushan, as we know. Uh, and someone there, and the Malbin presumes it is within the family of Haman, deliberately conceals that archive document and puts it somewhere obscure uh, that it will not be found. And yet after this extensive search, they do find it in this place 
in um, Madai, which is a most strange place, because Madai is the empire before Paras, but somehow it ends up in that place. Um, and it says as follows. They find a summary of Koresh's order. Bishnas Chadola Koresh Malka, in King Koresh's first year, Shom uh, Te'em, he issued a decree. Beis Alokar B'Yerushalayim Beisa Yispane. The temple in Jerusalem is to be rebuilt. Asad Yidivchen Devichen, it is to be built for a place to restore Korbonos of Ashohe Mesoblin, very strong walls, Ruma Amin Stein Pesachay Amish Shitim, to be 60 cubits wide, 60 <coughs> cubits high. The Mephorshim point out this 60 cubits high is twice the height of the Bias Rishon, and so it requires tremendous fortifications underneath, and it is to be built, interestingly enough, for Korbanos, so that the Jews can reinstitute the Korban Tamid, the Korban Ola. This is a basic machlokis between Rambam and Ramban. Rambam says the purpose of the base Hamikdash is Korbanos. Rambam says no. The purpose is Shriya Shrina. It's a classical machlokis. The Korbanos are incidental. Anyway, Pasuk Dalit. There are to be three. This is Koresh continuing his description. There should be three rows of fine marble, and one level below of wood, and uh, it is to become the base uh, hamikdash that the king prescribes. Um, and, this is very important, um, the expenses are to come from the treasury. In other words, I am footing all the expenses. Interestingly enough, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah uses this instruction to show that Koresh may have soured on the Jewish people. Why? Because the temple of Shlomo was built three layers of marble. Above that was a layer of wood inlaid. Koresh is saying you build three layers of marble with the wood underneath, which is very strange and exposed. The Gemara says that what Koresh is saying, that in case they rebel against me, I can always set fire to it with the exposed wood. In other words, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah is saying, is he, and we'll see another instance of it, he may have not been such a tzaddik at the end. But that's the variation that Koresh makes. Um, and this concludes Koresh's um, instruction to the Jewish people, with the exception of one thing. Those gold and silver vessels, which Nebuchadnezzar looted from the Heichal in Yerushalayim, the Heichal above and brought to Bavel and put it in his temple. Let them be returned to the Jewish people 
and be part of their temple, which we see he does. So now that concludes Koresh's or the summation of Koresh's letter. And now Daryovesh springs into action. Now he speaks to Tatne, the head of the Euphrates government, the satrap of the um, trans-Euphrates, and Boznai, and Uchnasohon, their cohorts, are Pasoche, uh, that was another one, we're not sure of his motivation, he might have been part of that Shomronim group, and he issues this order to them, Rachikin Havo Mintama, in short, Keep your distance from the construction site. You have nothing to do here. Shvuku la'avidas beis elokha. Leave the temple to them. Elokha dach pachas yehudoi. Leave it to the pasha, as it were, of Yehuda. That means Ezra. Ulashove Yehuda. Those returnees beis elokha. Dach yivonein al asre. Let them build your the replacement for it. Stay away from it. You have nothing to do there. In fact, on Pasuk Zion, Shvuku, leave the Avoda la vida space alokar, dach pachas yehudaye, udeshoy yehuda, let them build a replacement. Umini sim to aim, and as for me, I am making a new decree that you are to. Cooperate with the returnees from Judah, who are building the temple. Provide immediately from Malka. All expenses are to be footed from the royal treasury, Malka, Dimidat Avarnahara, and the trans-Euphrates taxes are to be applied to this work. So there shouldn't be a, a moment of um, interruption of what they are doing. Leave them alone. You just give them the money to do it from either my treasury or from the taxes or from both um, of Euphrates. Now... Umar Hashan at Pasotes. Umar Hashan, whatever they need, whatever they need to complete the process. Ubene Sorin, young bulls, the Dichrin, sheep, the Imrin, the Alan, the Ella, Shemaya, Chintin, Mela, Chamor, Umeshach. In other words, they may be able to offer um, bulls, rams, sheep, or olos, wheat wine, salt, uh, oil. In other words, according to what, this is very interesting, what the Kohanim tell you, uh, day by day, means without fail. You give them everything they need unstintingly to do their regular process with the Kohanim supervising it. This goes way beyond Korah. Um, now, so that my purpose, says Koresh, let them give 
the avoda, the pleasing offering, the reach nichoach, as it were, to the Kaddish Baruch and umetzalin l'chaye malka uboni, and pray for the king and his welfare there. That is seized upon by the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah to show another instance of what you might call an impure intention. In other words, he's building it so that he shall get certain brachos each day there that the king's welfare is prayed for. So that's in a second example that the Gemara gives, that gives that he may have in fact soured a little or that he's not such a tzaddik. Now he goes even further. He issues a decree. This is a decree by me. Any person who is making this or who's deviating from the, these matters will have a beam torn from his house and hung upon it and his home will be leveled and will be reduced literally reduced to a dunghill we see that in the Megillah Megillah's Esther Haman takes a beam from his house to make a hanging uh, gallows for Mordechai and of course he is used it then the Navi says, and now there are going to be people who will try to damage this decree and to damage the work uh, beyond my control. People not in my empire. going to try to uh, contradict the words of the king. May the Kaddish Baruch seize them. And destroy them. Anyone who tries to obscure the thing, this decree I am issuing is from me, Jayavish. Let it be implemented, I'm sorry, implemented immediately. Um, and of course, they will be punished. And this far exceeds anything that Koresh did. So this is the answer after finding the long lost document of Koresh. Daryovesh proceeds to augment it in many ways, sends it back, instructs him to keep going, keep building the temple. It's at my expense. Anyone who interrupts will be punished. Anyone who interferes may the Kaddish Baruch Hu destroy. And now we see Tatnoi and Boznoi leap into action to implement all the tenets of that decree. And in Mirza Hashem, we will see that tomorrow, 8.45 a.m. Ad Khan.